Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Blue is the Warmest Color, A Christmas Story, Die Hard, and more. What is it, 1988? The Bookshelf Pick of the Week is a novella called Brown Dog by Jim Harrison. And if you're looking for the best New Year's party in Guelph, that is... Uh, heading into the year 2014. I've just been told we're heading into the year 2014. Yes, the best New Year's party in Guelph uh, is happening at the E-Bar at 10 p.m. The Bookshelf is an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Visit bookshelf.ca for more info. Creative Control with Beach Hey guys, it's, uh, I believe, the final episode of the year for the uh, Creative Control Show. I think. I don't know, but I think that this will be the last one. Thank you for listening to the show. This this whole thing just started in the summer, and uh, just doing our thing. We're all just doing our thing, and I'm trying to do a a show, and it's been okay. I've I've enjoyed it. It's been a weird year. You know, I lost my job, my big... uh, Those of you who have listened to the podcast regularly, I lost my day job which was in the media, the realm of the media. I I lost my job working for the nation's broadcaster, and it's been a weird, stressful time. And I've been trying to find work. I just had, on Monday, an audition to be on TV, and that was really weird and interesting and encouraging. I didn't... It was just someone thought of me and asked me to come. I didn't apply. I didn't ask. They just said, come. So there's something... Something is going on. I don't know what it's going to be. I hope something soon. It's getting dire. And uh, all I have is you and my family and this show. And that's it. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what's going on. So thank you. Thank you once again for listening to the show. There could be another episode before the end of the year. It it depends. I can do it whenever I want, right? But I'm thinking with Christmas coming up, this could be it. And I've been sick. You know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, recently, uh, on Friday, depending on when you're hearing this, on Friday, December 13th, I interviewed Ben Johnson on my uh, talk show, Long Night with Vishkana, which takes place once a month at the Long Winter Festival in Toronto. And the next ones coming up are January 10th, February 7th, and March 7th. I don't know who the guests are. I'm working on it. But my guest, one of my guests on Friday, 
was Ben Johnson, the sprinter Ben Johnson, the disgraced, controversial, uh, and I think framed sprinter Ben Johnson. And he came. He came to do the show, and we had a good time. The day before the show, I I spoke to Ben on the phone. We had like a pre-interview. And what you're about to hear is that pre-interview. This is myself and Ben Johnson having a discussion that we are hoping to kind of... We're getting a feel for one another, and then we kind of replicated most of this the next night, although he was... Uh, really funny and uh, and more revealing even. So I don't know if there'll ever be video or audio of that interview, but for now I wanted to share this with you. He's, it's a remarkable story. It's more than meets the eye. We all know what happened, we think, but there's more to it. You'll find out uh, on this episode. So again, thanks for checking out the show thus far. Here's myself and Ben Johnson. I will talk to you uh, soon. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza. The pizza, personally... I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio? Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O. G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A That's Pizza Trocadero A place of the good trade Ben Johnson is a former sprinter and Olympic champion who lives in Toronto, Ontario. 25 years ago at the Summer Olympics in Seoul, Korea, Johnson became the world's fastest man, running the 100-meter dash in a world record time of 9.79 seconds. But after testing positive for steroids after the race, Johnson was disqualified, his world records were stricken, and he became one of the most infamous superstar athletes in history. Johnson now regrets his actions, speaking out against the use of performance-enhancing drugs in sports and urging young athletes to sign and support the Choose the Right Track petition for an Athlete Support Council to guide them in making the right choices as competitors. Here now to discuss this further is the great Ben Johnson. Uh, Hello, Ben. How are you? Good day. How are you, sir? I'm very well. I'm very well. Now, I understand you were just in Dubai. Can you tell us about this trip and what brought you there? I was in Dubai. Everything was based on the first sports campaign that we did early in uh, September, and they these people in Dubai, they pick up the, the information so that we could have Ben Johnson to, to speak our sports conference about use of drugs in sports and violence. It was mostly violence in sports in the Arab world, the Arab, the Arab regency and everything like that. So they brought me there. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and why was it important for you to speak at a, a conference like this? Because it's you don't want to have your daughter or your family go to a, a, a sports arena and 
minutes later, a fight break out, a ball break out, bullies, and put yourself in danger. So they're trying to cut down on the sports violence in our Regency, and uh, it's a no-no. And if these things happen in United Arabs, it could be a violation of imprisonment or, or being in prison for a long period of time. Right, okay. That's interesting that they chose to ask you to do that. I mean, you don't really have a history with... Do you have any history with violence in sports? No, no, no. But I'm saying, you know, most of the issues of violence in sports, like soccer... It's, you know, for instance, in, in Europe, you know, they always have a, a fight breakout or a ball breaks out. Uh, they're smashing down the fence down and throwing smoke bombs and all that stuff, hurting people. That's not, that's not, uh, that's not good. Okay, but it, this does not have anything to do with the Choose the Right Track campaign or, or, or the, your current campaign right now. Well, it's similar because, you know, you, have, you, you will have sportsmen in this area which are trying to use performing and asking jobs and so forth that that so we try to say that this is is a no they don't tolerate this type of nonsense and uh, they choose me to come there to speak at a conference uh diego marda diego Mardana was there too yeah as, yeah as a spokesperson for for the campaign so it was a great cause okay good and you enjoyed it i enjoyed it very much yeah okay good uh, I was 10 years old when you were competing in Seoul, and I remember the race and the subsequent controversy quite clearly. I recall being very excited and then really confused. What is your strongest memory of the, of the race 25 years ago in that period? My strongest memory was uh, to have my dream come true as a boy that grow up, want to be in the games, want to win a gold medal. I worked so hard, I achieved that, and then m- minutes later... My gold medal was taken away because I tested positive for p- p- performing and not in drugs. Right, and, and so your memory is is basically the same as mine. It's just you. There's not. Do you remember the sort of? Can you kind of talk about the sense memory of winning that race? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a type of guy who doesn't show much emotion on my victory, but deep down in my heart, I, I was very, very proud to achieve this uh, milestone in my life. Uh, people were saying that, well, you know, it didn't show too much emotion because it was on drugs. No, that's not the point. If you see all of my career, even before I was winning or before I was on drugs, I never showed my emotion at all. I, I, I trained very hard, accomplished my goals, and I deep down, I'm very proud of what I accomplished. Right, okay. And that's sort of why you raised your arm in that race. You, you, you were overwhelmed. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you uh, about your relationship with Coach uh, Charlie Francis, because I know my understanding is that he was a mentor, possibly a father figure for you. Is that accurate? Well, Charlie, yeah, you can say Charlie was a father figure for me because I came in as a young boy at age 14 into the club and training so forth. So I look up Charlie as uh, somebody who would guide me through my career and guide me to track. And hopefully, you know, if I was making some money, it would help me make sure do the right uh, investment and so forth. But, uh, you know, you can be a, a great coach and uh, also an investor at the same time, right? It doesn't yeah. go together. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, he, he had his own motives in, in training you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he put you on a drug program because he felt, or he, or maybe he knew, it was the only way for you to compete against other athletes who were doing the same thing. But when you look back on it, do you feel like you were being taken advantage of in any way? You were a young man you were an immigrant, uh, you know. You were new to the country. Did, did you feel like you? Do you feel like you were taken advantage of? 
I think living in Jamaica and coming to Canada and a different environment and different culture and so forth and caught up in into this type of environment. I'm a small part of the, the problem, uh, what, what's been occurred, and um, I'm trying to fix a problem that I make a mistake uh, 25, 26 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the sports is going to always going to have uh, jump cheaters and, and, and people is going to try to use uh, drugs to go the easy way out and so forth. And even when I was running, in my early years, I didn't know that there were drugs in sports. I didn't know that these things exist. Right, right. Okay, you so know? this was a bit of a revelation. For, but when he when he suggested you take it, you trusted him. You you assumed that he knew what he was talking about. Well, I trusted him because he said that you know you know the trainings get very intense now. Uh, this will help you to recovery and train harder. Yeah. and that's what I was told. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a bit of a curveball for you, Ben, but I don't know much about your personal life on some level, and I'm just curious: are you are you a music fan at all? I love music. I I collect. I'm a collector on music. I got some really really nice music, um, you know, uh, records. I got records could could cost up to you know 150 bucks. Wow. You know, hundred dollars. You know, eighty dollars. But. Uh, I'm a, I'm a collector of music, very small. I don't have lots of music, but I have some good ones. <laughs> so, so who are your favorite artists? Who, who, what is some, what are some of the records you've collected? I'm a like, I'm a, I'm an R&B fan. You know, I like Motown. Uh huh. I'm a Motown guy. Okay, so do you, and, uh, do you have like collectibles in, in the Motown realm? Yes, I got lots of collectibles in Motown realm. Uh, big names and small names. Uh, you know, you know, rare records because some some records they do it over and it sounds better than the original. But they always have, to have the original records than than someone do it over. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, I had no idea. That's just great news. Like I, so there's lots of things I don't know about you. Do you often talk about your music collection with people? Uh, no, no, <laughs> very rare, very rare. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to hear more about that. That's uh, that's very interesting. Now, I also just watched the Thirty for Thirty doc. I, I'm, I'm also I'm also I'm also, I'm a movie fan too. I have, I collect movies too. I got old movies from back in the 30s, 50s, 60s, 70s, some good movies, you know? So what are your, and when I was up, what, eh? what are some of your favorite movies? I like the Western. I like the old classic Western, spaghetti Western, like uh, the old Django and the old uh, Clint Eastwood and the the whole um, Bud Spencer and Turnsell, they call it Trinity. And those, those are classics. You know? huh. huh? Wow. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know that. Do you keep up with like new new movies? Do you go to the movies a lot? I go to movies a lot uh, by myself. Sometimes I go by myself. I I like to be you know relaxed by myself. And and if people see me alone, they they think that I don't have no friends. <laughs> well, I do have friends. I do have friends, but I I like to have my own privacy, have my own peace. Yeah, I, I like to go to movies by myself too because at the you're not going to talk during the movie. You might as well be by yourself, right? That's right. <laughs> you get some time to relax and just watch a movie. You're not going to have a conversation. I mean, that I, I totally relate to that. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Now, speaking of movies, I just watched this 30 for 30 doc, 9.79, and I was really floored by it. Have you actually seen the film? Yes, I saw the film, yes. And what did you make of it? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, I think the guy do a, a very wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, I think that if I know that he was going to go this route, I would have said more into my interviews, but he would do a wonderful job. When you say you wish you could have said, what? sorry, you say you if you knew he was taking a particular route, what, what, what route were you expecting him to take and, and what route do you think he took that was different? Well, I was just I was just saying that um, even my teammates, just I say that when I was young, he used to trash me, he used to beat me, and I was young. I was one of the youngest one in the club. He was more developed than me, uh-huh. and uh, because he was jealous because I I felt more than him, and uh, I you know there's one point in his life he didn't have any money, and I gave him a coaching job to coach me back in the 1991. And uh, these people forget where they came from and who helped them. Hmm. And now he's, he's talking but against me, you know. So, right. But that's okay. Everybody have the day. Yeah, yeah. You seem like you, you have a fairly good head on your shoulders about all this. You have a clear perspective on what happened and, and you've moved on in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the most powerful scenes in the, in the film is when Carl Lewis's team admits that they sent a runner named Andre Jackson, into your dressing room after you won the gold in Seoul. Can you talk about what happened there? Um, I, I do believe that um, Carlos Lewis, Carl Lewis was losing a lot of money based on his contracts and endorsements, and he could never beat me. And he think that because he beat me in 1988, he set up all his, he set up all his contracts, endorsements, that he's going to win a gold medal and make $50, 60000000 million. But he lost the race. And by him lost the race, uh, you know, they went out and do the, the criminal act against me and uh, sabotage me. But that's not, that's not the point. That one story, the point is what I did 25 years ago as a young kid admitting of taking steroids. Uh, that was my fault. I wanna, I'm the one who made that decision. Nobody else but me. I want to be blamed. And then I, I move on uh, on my life, you know. And, uh, you know, whatever happened from here on, and these things might come on in the future. It might never comes out. But that's life. But but the thing, and I appreciate this. Again, you have a, a really great perspective on this, and it's it's admirable. But I also feel like I hadn't heard this story of someone tampering with... So basically, just so people understand this, you believe, and it's, and they admit in this film, essentially, that they sent this fellow into your dressing room after you'd won the race in Seoul, and you were having like a beer, you were celebrating your win, and you believe, and they admit, that he spiked your drink, 
and the drug that you actually tested positive for is the drug he put in your drink, and that like that's not a drug that you... Okay, so on the one hand, you admit that you were... Everyone was taking drugs, pretty much, but and yeah. you admit it, but you, the one you tested positive for, it was not one you'd taken, right? Exactly, exactly. That's astounding to me. That floored me. I had never heard this story before. I know I subsequently discovered that you've written about this in your book, but my goodness, up, this is this up, is amazing news. Upon upon this day, I still be friends with Andre Jackson. He still saw him. I saw him two weeks ago in Dubai. You're still Recently. you're still friends with him. We're still friends with. It's it's still keeping contact with me, and uh, and. You know, I said to him, listen, I want to get this thing over with. It's been 25 years. There's a cloud over my head. Why don't you come forward and admit what you have, have done? And he say he's willing to do that in certain cases. Uh, but uh, we are trying to still talk, trying to um, get, things, get things going. So I just take a picture of him. I update pictures, me and him. So it's a 2013 picture, so it's good to have. Man, it's very noble of you to accept this man in your life after what he did to you. I mean, that's, again, you, it seems like it was for the greater good. I mean, the things you were doing were not right, but uh, these people obviously sabotaged you, and that's and it's amazing that you can be so noble about it. Yeah. Now, good for well, you. Well, you know, when you're on top of the wire like that, you have to be very, very careful because that's... You, you're at more risk at that time when you're on top of the world because everybody's looking at you and everybody knows you and you don't know a lot of people. Yeah. So that's the situation I was in face with. Right, right. Okay. Uh, not too long ago, you mentioned Carl Lewis and his endorsements, and not too long ago you appeared in a commercial for the Cheetah Sports Drink, and some some saw this as you having a sense of humor about yourself, while I think others questioned your judgment and making light of what happened in your career. Why, why did you agree to be a part of that campaign? Well, I, I think that D'Angelo was trying to, uh, you know, introduce his new drinks out, the cheetah drink, and uh, he said to me, this is the outline, this is the script, writing about it, and I said, you know, give me at least a week or so to think about it, and I think about it in different angles, and I said, you know, if I say yes and do it, people might say, yeah, he's always a cheater, and he done this and done that, and everything linked together, and I said, you know, cheater is the fastest animal in the world, and this jinx, like you know, I run like a cheater, like. You know, <laughs> okay, so, so you you took it so at a. You... I looked at I, I looked at it, I looked at it in that in that format, and when I do the, the commercial, the media here in Toronto was saying, Ben, why do that? You know, are you making fun of the sports? Are you making fun of what you have done? I said, no, I'm not making fun of anything. What I've I've done, it just is a, a drink, it's a business. Yes, it was a mistake I did. I shouldn't have done it. But life, life goes on. People who have uh, uh, a business sense was not, uh, would think that, you know, it was not the way it turned to be. But apparently that's the way it was. Okay. I don't make, you know, I don't make cheetah. Cheetah has been, cheetah's been there for over a thousand years, so, two thousand years. So, it's the fastest animal on four, on four legs. And someone to come with a drink. I think it's just good business sense. All right, all right. That's again interesting perspective. All right, thank you for sharing that. In in a recent interview, someone asked you what you thought of 
Usain Bolt, and you wouldn't comment on whether you thought he was running clean. Uh, why not? Why won't you say anything? Because I will never would point fingers at any athletes in the past or the present or the future of taking steroids. I know what I did. I know what I achieved, because not because of taking drugs, but to recovery. Yeah. And we know that by, by physics, facts and physics, that the human body cannot train and, and on a, a length of period of time on a tremendous uh, amount of stress and pressure for a long period of time. So we all human beings, we all need some type of um, supplements to, to have to recovery over uh, ability uh, over training methods. So I'm not going to point fingers at him and, and say that and say anything about him or anybody else. Okay. We understand, but we know exactly what's going on. I just leave it alone. Well, you you have said that you feel that the the actual the drugs themselves are more advanced today. Like the the doctors are creating these drugs that are, are less detectable than they've ever been. Uh, so within that, do you think track and field is clean today? And and if not, do you think it can ever be? Uh, track and field, it's um, it's the drugs is more advanced than twenty five years ago. You know, the drugs that I was taking. It takes 20, 28 days to clear the system. Now they're taking, they're making drugs now to clear the system within 10 minutes. So by the time you uh, run a race and do a few interviews and talk to a few media and go to do your testing, the drugs leave the system. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but I could say this, you know, 25 years ago, technology of change since 1996. Technology started changing since 1996. Yeah. That's why... People started around nine eight, nine threes, and nine seven nine or faster because the better spikes, better track, and better technology. Yeah, I was running at yeah. this at this year because no no sprinters, no sprinters at this point in the present time could lift the way I live. I mm. bench press four hundred fifty pounds, four twenty, four ten bench pressing, squatting close to seven hundred pounds. Yeah, and they're still able to run that fast, and they don't have the power. They can't get to the blocks as fast as me, and nobody could ever to run me down. Right. So if I was running in this day, technology today, it's a nine four, easily. Huh. Wow. I mean, sorry. When you say the technology today, you're you're not even including the idea of of using some kind of PED. No, I'm talking about better track, better shoes. Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's bold of you to say. <laughs> well, yeah. what what are you actually working on these days, and 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 what's coming up next for you? I'm working some on a, on a, some projects. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I can't say everything right now because everything is just in the merge of coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few things. Okay, you've got some things. You're keeping busy, right? But, you're but, you're but, you're. But, you're but, but, I, I, I do believe that um, sprinters today, if they have a nutrition specialist who knows how the human body works, I think they can still achieve their goal on a nutrition level. Yeah. Uh, you know, clean food, a lot of rest, train smart, train hard, recovery, and a good nutrition because you have to get your hormones 
at peak at the same time when you're taking this nutrition. So your body works four different times of the day. Eight o'clock, eleven o'clock, three o'clock, and seven o'clock at night. Hmm. So if you can get those hormones balanced properly and increase those hormones to get energy, yes, you can achieve a goal by a good nutrition diet and everything. And okay. I believe in nutrition diet. I mean, some people don't believe in it. It serves no purpose. But I believe in it because I'm on a nutrition diet. I'm on, I'm on a nutrition diet right now, and I I look I feel very good in my body and my mind, and I got energy and stuff like that. So it's, it works. All right, that's great to hear, and it's great to hear that you're still uh, serving as a mentor and you're trying to guide people into the onto, onto the right path. Yes, I you know I coach some girls now, and I give back to the sports many 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 times, and I got one of my last girls is going into Eastern Kentucky. For a scholarship, and that's what I do for these young black kids. You know, give yeah. something back, uh, use their use their body as a vehicle to make an education and to make a, a living later on in life. Yeah, is it important for you to stay in Toronto and, and support your community there? Well, it's kind of cold now. Uh, <laughs> I think once I get myself, I think once I get myself organized, I'm gonna go back to Jamaica and spend on sometimes in the winter time and and do what my father does, do a, a small liquor um, farming, raise some chickens and some birds and some rabbits and so forth, you know, and live happily. Yeah, get, a, like get, get some warm weather going and get some work done. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to let people know that uh, Ben Johnson supports the Choose the Right Track campaign. You can follow it on Twitter, hashtag Choose the Right Track. And you can also follow uh, Ben on Twitter at benjohnson 979 uh, ben, a true honor to speak with you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.